1: Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness.
3: And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, welcome to our guest segment, and we're super excited to have her with us. She goes by the handle on YouTube, Karen B. So just the letter B is what we're giving you as her last name tonight. So if you go to YouTube and you type in Karen B or Karen B Flat Earth, uh, you'll find all of her videos. And she has a huge following. On YouTube and online, Um, she's a stay-at-home mom, but organizes these events for flat earthers uh, where hundreds of people get together and talk about the flat earth concept or flat earth theory. And uh, Karen B., thank you so much for being with us tonight.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
3: Um, I'm sure that when you do a show like this where you've never been on before, you probably wonder like, Am I going to like try to make fun of you or harass you? Do you ever have those kind of experiences with with talk shows where they're not really interested in the topic, which, by the way, I am, but sort of set you up to mock you guys?
2: Oh, yes, for sure. I've actually I did an interview before with BBC and they did just that. They tried to make me look crazy, but it didn 't work out very well for them.
3: <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the question that i I would start with is, and and maybe no one 's ever asked you this question before, but and i 've got a ton of other questions to ask you: What difference does it really make um, uh, assuming for the sake of argument that the earth actually is flat and it 's not round, how would that change my life when I wake up tomorrow?
2: Well, it really depends what you do with the information, but if you think about it, what, what is tied to the shape of the earth or what they tell us about the earth and where we live? Just about everything. Uh, once you, once you really think about it, you know, the, the globe is everywhere. It's in every school classroom. So much is built on that idea. So much of education is, they put it in everything. So it actually changes a lot once you really think about it.
3: And it also makes a lot of people liars because you'd have to then believe that NASA is lying. Almost all the governments of the world, in particular those that would have satellites, all of the private... Uh, satellite companies that are launching rockets. I live near uh, Kennedy Space Center, so I see the rockets all the time. it's it's all it's almost so frequent we don't even notice it anymore. Um, the, there there would have to be a massive amount of people that are in on this. Um, for example, if you launch a satellite and you're I mean you would be able to see that the earth is flat or the earth is round from a satellite, wouldn't that be true?
2: That, well, that would be true if, if satellites existed as they are described to us, which, you know, of course, I don't believe. But I don't think anything can get beyond far enough away from Earth to see it completely in its entirety. I don't think anything can get outside of our atmosphere. And I think what they they tell us are satellites are actually balloons. They have high-altitude, long-duration balloons that they can keep up in the air for up to a year, and they float at 120,000 feet, far above the flight deck of any planes, and they can have thousands of them up in the air for far less than it would actually cost them to, quote-unquote, put a satellite in a rocket and launch it into space and put it into orbit
3: now the 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 moon is round though right i mean uh is is a spherical object you you don't dispute i mean or is it also a flat moon
2: well I mean it's
3: round, it looks
2: round, it could you know <laughs> but round like a coin or round like
3: a ball, yeah, round like a ball, you like know. like I have a telescope, and when I look up at the moon, I can see that it's round that like I can see the that it's going I mean I don't see the all, both sides of it but I can see I can see that the shape of it is 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 a round ball from from enough of the angles I can look at it with and I'm just curious is that important to the theory that the moon be also flat if the earth is flat
2: No absolutely not No it's it's but that's what we refer to refer to as a logical fallacy because they have what they've done with their programming of the of the space, the the solar system, right? They've put all these balls in space, and they say, oh, so these are other planets just like Earth, and they tell you Earth is a planet, but they really have never actually proven that any of this is true. It's all just, it's like they've taken all the objects in the sky and they made up a big fantasy story about it. <laughs>
3: but really, uh, so these other these sorry, other the other planets. Uh, Do we believe they're flat? Like, for example, I know Elon Musk tweeted a couple of years ago and got a lot of response. Is there a flat Mars theory? Like when you look up at Mars in a telescope, um, is Mars flat or is it spherical? And does that matter to the flat Earth concept? Uh,
2: No, it doesn't matter because all those the lights in the sky are there for signs and seasons and appointed times. They're just there to let us know what time of year it is, what season it is. That's all they're for. They don't, whether they're terra firma or not, can't be proven. So, no, it doesn't really matter either way. So <laughs> they're what, just round. They're just lights in the sky.
3: Okay, now, so one of the questions that, uh, you know, thinking of this in like the most childlike way that you can if the earth is flat then obviously there are edges like you could physically reach the edge of the earth and then what would happen to you if you got to the edge of the earth is is it i mean could you if you were in a plane like fly over the edge or if you were in a boat could you like sail your boat over the edge of the earth or walk over the edge of the earth. How does that work in the flat earth theory?
2: No. Well, nobody's ever seen the edge. Uh, We don't even know that there is an edge because we can't really, we're not really allowed to go explore those parts of the earth that would, you know, lead us to the answer to those questions. So, no, we don't, we don't really necessarily say that there's an edge. I mean, for us, or for me, it's, it's an enclosed system. It's, it's like a terrarium. It's, it's like a giant terrarium. Just like what, you know, what you would have, think of when that comes to mind. You know, it, it's a large, uh, symbiotic system that works perfectly within itself. And so there is no edge. And what, what we think of as antarctica is like it's the south it's the north is in the middle and then when you go out to the south that's just the outer ring or the outer edge and we just can't we're not allowed to go south of the 60th parallel to antarctica to explore it so we don't know that what's beyond there <laughs> that's the, the one of the great questions
3: now what about pilots that say that when you get up to a certain height uh in a plane, you know, 30,000, 35,000 uh, feet in the air that you could actually see the curve over the horizon or like in my case, I live near the beach and, and if I look out far enough. I can see where I don't see anything else because of the curve. There's no like there's a limit that's that I can see horizontally out onto the horizon limited by a curve, in my opinion. But a a pilot who's up there, who's flying, you know, thirty five thousand feet, they say they can actually see a curve and that within their instruments uh, that the curve is apparent as well. What does your theory say to that?
2: Okay, well, any pilot that I've talked to has never said that they account for the curve or that the curve is apparent in any of their instrumentation. They always fly straight and level. Um, There's actually a number of pilots who are flat earthers. We've, there's been pilots who were professional pilots for, um, commercial airlines who were grounded and lost their license because it was outed that they were flat earthers. <laughs> but, um, no, see, and, and actually one of the pilots that I talked to, I've, um, we, me and Mark Sargent, who I do talk shows with every Tuesday, we interviewed a pilot and one of the things that, that got him thinking about it was, um, because the earth is rotating at a thousand over a thousand miles per hour at the equator from east to west. So if you're flying in a plane and let's say you take off from any area from uh from an from a n uh north south running or an east west facing runway and then you get to your next destination, which is somewhere on the equator in the in the Runway is going north-south, but the north the runway is going a thousand miles per hour. How are you supposed to land on a runway like that, <laughs> right? They don't ever take into account any of the the movement of the earth or the curvature of the earth when they're flying. And so once they think about that, they realize that it can't be anything but a level, stationary plane.
3: So you're saying that, like, because. It's, it's the same idea, like if I'm inside a plane and I get up to walk to the bathroom and the plane is going at 500 miles per hour. If I were to like jump up for a second, I don't like automatically like get left behind. You know what I'm saying? So I'm moving at the same speed as the plane, which is why that I can walk around inside of a plane. But if you're in a, if you're flying in a plane and the earth is moving at this speed that you're talking about then the Earth is separated from the plane. There's just air. So then there's that question of the physics of that. And I'm not enough of a science buff to to talk about any of that, honestly, which is why this is fun for me, because a uh, scientific person might make this a lot more boring. But, um, yeah, so I would have thought really the opposite. I would have thought pilots would have been – uh would have been you know staunch um, opponents of this but then let's talk about like the moon landing I'm assuming then that the moon landing did not happen under the flat Earth theory because obviously that would generate all of the the, the pictures we have of the the ball of the earth but also leaving the atmosphere as you believe is impossible is that right
2: correct but there's plenty of people who don't necessarily believe in the flat earth theory who thinks who knows yes. that the moon landing was was fake.
3: Yeah, we've had I mean, yeah, they, we've had him on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I so I
2: mean th- that it's so easy to dismantle the moon landings. That's I don't know. So the we can so talk about it
3: if you want. Yeah, so the moon la- <laughs> we we've we had I think his name was uh was Sherman uh was on I don't know if that name rings a bell I'm trying to remember his first name was Roy or Ron uh but he he's an expert on the moon and uh he he had some thoughts on that uh but we've had other people on talking about uh, the moon landing and and the problem leaving earth's atmosphere so have you ever thought about this idea of a of a simulation uh, a lot of christians actually believe this And, um, it's becoming more of a mainstream idea. And even a lot of scientists are saying that there's a really high chance that we're actually not living in, in a real world as we would see that, but we're actually living in some kind of a, a simulation. So in that, in within that context of a simulation, Would that be good for flat earthers? Because then it wouldn't really matter, right? Because none of it's real. It's all just a simulation anyway.
2: Yeah, I I suppose. Although I I would be confused as to why Christians would, would believe that.
3: Why yeah, would they believe that, yeah, i'm I'm a little bit confused <laughs> by it as well. um so, so we have a guest on his name is l a Marzulli. He's a he's a he's ten times the intellectual giant <laughs> of of my mind. I mean, the guy's like like way beyond. um but there there's this idea that, um, well, Christians, for example, we believe that there's a lot more things going on than in the physical world. So, so we would, we would tell you that you can't see everything that's going on that we believe that there are, are, are angels, good angels and bad angels called demons. And there's all things happening in this spiritual realm that we don't see. So, so when you start with that as a premise and then you get into uh, a creative God that uh, created us all created this universe that we're living in, uh, what really is what we're living in? I mean, can we really wrap our brain around it? Um, you know, there's, so okay, well, you see what I'm saying? I mean, what well,
2: could I offer another? Yeah. yeah.
3: Could I offer another way to look at that?
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, if you think there, that everything is a simulation, well, okay. How my How, how do I say this? <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought.
3: Well, we're talking about Christians believing in a simulation, which does raise a lot of questions, too, like, well, am I real? Like, am I talking to you on oh, okay. the that's radio, and sorry. am I, I a real person now. that's talking got to you? It back now. I don't I'm think, sorry. yeah, I don't think we take it like to that crazy extreme. But there's a lot of people that believe that somehow this is right. sort of a a, a a simulation of some sort. Like, like it's not real, like it's virtual reality of some at some level. Yeah, uh, but we're still okay. like we're, we we're still were souls. We're still like souls.
2: Not being able to see things, right, or things that go on that you can't see, right. Well, See, here's here's the thing. That absolutely does happen, and and that's actually provable with um, like modern technology. It's provable because what what we tend to, what this place is is an electric it's an electric universe, right? Everything is electric when your heart stops, they plug in a machine, a defibrillator, and they put two paddles on your chest and they issue an electric charge to your chest to make your heart start beating again right If you have to have a pacemaker, you have to have a, an electromagnet there's or was what they use right or something they use electric devices oh yeah, our if whole you body want to is throw electric yeah. indoors right you use you use electric lights so Everything falls within the electromagnetic spectrum. Now, everything that we see visibly, as far as what, what our eyes can detect, um, is like one ten millionth of what, uh, of what is in the actual spectrum. Like, we only see a very, very, very small fraction of it. Yeah. Yet we can see the effects of everything else. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, you know, tend to believe that these, things that you're talking about, these entities, I mean, it could be, you know, some sort of energy, it's just a different way to look at it. But certainly, there are things that go on in this realm that we do not see with our eyes visibly. I would agree with that. But I don't think that means that we live in a simulation. I think it just means that that's just how this place works. But we've been lied to about how this place works. So everybody thinks that it means that it's not real. Yeah, but it is real. This is how the creator made
3: it. And you people are very right? it's like you people are very serious about this. And that's why I'm I, you know, I'm having a, a serious discussion with you, because I've heard David Weiss on radio shows. And uh, we reached out uh, to to book somebody from your group because uh, he has an answer for everything. I mean, I've I've heard him debate. People with, uh, you know, question after question. And, you know, you're the same. You're a very intelligent uh, woman. So, I mean, I give you credit that, I mean, you've obviously researched this and, and, and you believe in this. How many, how long have you been a quote unquote flat earther? Is this something new in your life or have you been looking at this for a number of years?
2: Um, no, no, I've been, I've been doing this. I've been here about six years now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And and when you do these events, how many people come out? Like if there was like a flat Toberfest I saw uh, in the email we got from your offices, Uh, they, they have these annual events. How many flat earthers come out to these? And then how many do you think there are like in the United States? Is there any way to know? I don't
2: know how many there are, but I I I gotta say there's gotta be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly. A lot of people just don't speak out about it or talk about it because you get crucified by your <laughs> friends. I mean, you know, that nobody they just think you're stupid. Nobody wants to entertain that idea. Yeah, and a lot of people just can't wrap their heads around it. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot more than are let on, but my last event, the Flatoberfest of 2020, we had over 400 people there. Wow.
3: Yeah. So what do you do at a flat earth like event? Do you guys like have fun with it or? I mean, is there like, uh, oh, yeah. do you like come dressed as a flat earth or, I mean, like, like, uh, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that the map is like the flat map. Is that what we're talking about? So do people like come dressed as like, like the flat earth or, you know, what do you have like gatherings with themes? I mean, what, what do you do at a flat earth conference?
2: Okay. Well, no, we don't. We don't dress up like the flat Earth <laughs> Okay. Or
3: anything like that? It'd be. It would be very. Just, sl- it would be very slimming, though, right? To come as a flat Earth instead of a round I don't Earth. I like,
2: guess it depends. It depends what angle you, yeah. you get there, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just we're just normal people. All of us are just we're just normal people who just happen to um, have always known that there was something wrong with the world that as it was presented to us, and so. We are just people who went looking for truth, and then we found it, and in finding truth, we found out that it was very isolating, but then we ended up finding each other, and so we have formed this, you know, community now where, you know, we can, we have meetups in different states, there's, you know, annual meetups, there's a lot of groups on Facebook where you can talk to people about it.
3: So, yeah, it's it's great. So you're not banned by Facebook yet, but as long as you don't talk about the election, right, as long as you're stick to the flat earth talk, they're they're okay with you, probably.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends. I mean, uh, I get banned off Facebook every every now. Okay, and then. so I think so I'm banned on there right
3: now. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the club. I I get banned on occasion myself, but but less less so lately for some reason. Um, it, it makes me feel left out. You know, when everyone else is getting banned and I'm still up there. It makes me feel guilty. Um, but we're gonna do this uh, for fun because there's a lot more intelligence. In this audience than behind this microphone. So I'm going to open up the phone lines and let people call in with their flat earth questions and, 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 and be respectful, folks. You, you can disagree. Uh, this is a smart lady here. So throw out your question and she's probably got an answer for it. And I'm curious to see what some of our listeners think about this. And also uh we're gonna open up questions by email. Uh the email is Jim at ChristianMoney.com, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. And the phone number is on the screen. If you're watching on the video feed, it's in the lower corner of your screen. If you're listening over one of our audio streams, the number is six four six seven one six four zero four one. Any question you have about the flat earth theory, six four six seven one six four zero four one. Or uh, again, if you're, um, you know, on the computer and you don't have access to the phone tonight, uh, just drop an email to Jim at Christian money.com. All right. A bunch of email questions are already coming in. So let me hit one of those first. Mm-hmm. Th- somebody wants to ask about this Pac-Man concept. They're saying that if a plane flies a flight pattern that would take them to the edge that they've read that the flat Earth people teach that the plane like just disappears as a blip and appears on the other end of the of the map of the flat Earth. That that's how that you guys explain how that plane can have that flight path if it's not a, a circular Earth. Um,
2: there are some people who have that theory. I per- I personally do not follow that theory i i think that the circular the azimuthal equidistant map although maybe not entirely perfect is the closest to what it really is and i think that <clears throat> excuse me flights are actually <clears throat> explained on it very well if you look at old flight maps from the 50s and 60s are all actually laid out on an ae map or a flat map where you can see the whole world
3: so are there are there these flight patterns though um i don't have a map in front of me but is there like a flight pattern where you would go over like antarctica or go through that that area where you you know in in other in other words you could you would get there more quickly by flying that route as opposed to like going north and flying the entire you you understand what i'm saying like for example if i wanted to get yeah
2: there is Yeah, there's no north-south circumnavigation. All the flights go east to west mostly. I mean, some of them get close to the North Pole, right? But nothing will go over Antarctica.
3: Yeah, nothing. Yeah, you're probably right on that because I, I, when I flew to Korea a couple years ago, I was fascinated to see my flight plan because I had the little computer on the back of the seat in front of me, and it flew directly north. My flight was out of Dallas, so it flew directly north. Because I was thinking, well, Korea is west, so we'll go over California and over the Pacific Ocean, but not so. We went north up to um, uh, to Canada, then we turned and went through Russia and then China. Uh, but it did eventually, you know, it did eventually turn into an east west uh, flight at that point. All right, we've got a bunch of people on the phone lines here. So this first area code is seven hundred two, which I think is Las Vegas. Las Vegas, you're on the air tonight. We're talking about flat Earth, and the guest is. Karen B, say hello. Hello, Karen.
4: Hi. I'm for, hi. I'm just wondering, um, is the flat Earth theory concept the same as the crater? earth?
3: Okay. Can you hear her? Okay, Karen. Is the
2: is the flat Earth theory the same what as the now? as the crater
3: Earth? She said.
2: Oh, the crater Earth. Um, it's. I don't think it's necessarily the same. It's just one variant of, because here's the deal. We only know about, you know, what is the known lands, right? The, the lands that are on the maps that we are are pretty much given, right? So we don't know what is outside of of this realm. We don't know what's outside. So... We say space is fake, but, I mean, there could be space outside of it. We just don't believe that re- anybody could really get there.
3: <laughs> what does that mean, though, what she's saying, the crater Earth? I don't understand that. Is that a like a competing theory or a modified theory of the flat Earth?
2: Yeah, some people think that um, that where, where we live is like a basin, right? It's like inside of a crater, right, the circular okay. crater, and then the crater is part of a larger... Whatever. (laughs) You know, I don't know what they think it is. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, I've heard it. And then it's
3: all around
0: Antarctica. Antarctica is huge, 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 and it just surrounds the crater.
3: OK, she says, and I'm going to let you go Las Vegas because we got a really bad phone connection. But she said she's the last thing she said, Karen, was Las Vegas is huge, huge, uh, Las Vegas, Antarctica, she says, is huge, huge, huge yeah. and surrounds the entire crater in this uh, yeah. this theory. Uh, what, what about that?
2: Yeah, Some people think it could be like an infinite plane, right? Yeah. Like just a large plane that just goes on and on and on. And then and then every so often is just an, a different Bubble, that is another place like Earth. You know that there could be other Earths on this plane in different bubbles.
3: I like that metaphor of like the ant hill, <laughs> and like like we're we're like like tiny ants and trying to figure out like what's going on. You know, outside the ant hill, and you know, get to the top of the ant hill and look yeah. around. And that's you know probably our our true perspective. Let's go next. I believe this would be. Uh, Denver, Colorado. Say hello to Karen B. Hello, Denver. Hello there, this is... Go, go hey, ahead.
0: Denver, Colorado, how are you?
3: All right, sir, go ahead.
0: Hey, Karen. Hi. So Karen, I took, I took flying lessons. This is Mike, by the way, also known as Algorithm on the YouTubes. And I took flying lessons, and it didn't hit me. I mean, I'm listening to you, and I appreciate your information, but they never, like, trained me to follow the curve. So if, if I'm flying in a small airplane at 3,000 feet, wouldn't eventually I would just like go off of the curve if I didn't nose down all the time? I mean, that, that's the thing that's kind of boggling my mind right now.
2: Right, because if the earth is a ball and you're flying straight and you don't ever account for that curve, and the ball would always be curving away from you as you're flying forward because that's just the shape of a ball, right? So it would be like your flight path would be a tangent to a, to a ball shape rather than uh, a curve going over a curve, unless you physically change your flight to curve around that ball, right?
0: Right, you got to keep nosing down. So how many pilots have you ever met who have said, holy crap, I never thought of that, but you could be right?
2: Uh, well, only one I ever got a chance to talk to, mm. <laughs> a commercial pilot. All the other pilots I talked to were already flat earthers. But I did talk to one in an airport, and I showed him uh, the azimuthal equidistant map, and he said he never even saw one before, which surprised me. And then um, I asked him about that: if your your plane's flying what 500 miles an hour, that's you're you're gaining speed pretty fast there, and the Earth should be falling away from you exponentially.
3: yeah now and what did he say what yeah what did he say to that
2: he just he just thought huh he just raised his eyebrows he said oh yeah i said you just always fly straight and level right he said oh yes, just straight and level
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's why this is fun to talk about because it's it's like as as much as this is sort of part of our settled science this idea of uh you know the earth is a ball and we see it in our science books as kids um there's still a lot of like Great, you know, theories to talk about on this. You know, great opposing viewpoints and and great questions to ask Um, as a pilot um, caller. Is it possible that you're just making a tiny, tiny adjustment over time and you don't even notice it? Like, for example, when you're driving. I mean no road is perfectly straight right and just your subconscious you're just making tiny adjustments as you're driving your car um along the along like a long stretch of road and you may not notice that it's not perfectly straight because the curve in the earth would happen so gradually um you know you, you might not notice it i mean what, what do you think about that as a possibility well
0: i'll tell you yeah i'll tell you it's possible i think anything's possible but when i'm up there and i trim my airplane and it's running the way it's supposed to be and it's level and flat and everything's fine. There is nothing for me to touch. I can literally take my hands off of everything and it will just fly straight across. So I think it's possible, but my experience of that is having gone enough miles, there would have been something I would have had to have been taught to do because literally when you're, a, when you learn to be a pilot, They teach you everything about an airplane and everything you're supposed to do to not die. So I think at some point there would have been a lesson, okay, this is how we curve around the earth. And I'm I'm relatively new to this idea, and I appreciate you having Karen on, I mean, tremendously. I've listened a couple of times, and I think it's a great conversation. It's a great mind-opener for people. So, yes, you're correct. It is possible, but I have no experience of that being my reality.
3: Okay, good good call. Yeah, absolutely great call. Thanks so much for listening. Uh here's another here's an email question coming in and this is a great one. What about the uh scenario where a ship disappears over the horizon? And and that is always explained as the curve in the earth. What about that? That that that, that cuz that does happen. You you'll see even you know just watching a ship like like a cruise ship leaving port If you watch it far enough, you'll see it. It will disappear over the horizon um, because of the curve. Is is that how do you respond to that question?
2: Well, actually, ships don't disappear over the horizon. They just go far enough away that they get out of view okay and i know people say that they tend to that they disappear bottom up but that's just how perspective works if you were to place your camera on the ground on a flat ground that like a long hallway and you walked away from your camera until you started to go out of sight you would notice that the first thing that would disappear is your feet that's just how perspective works okay so it, it the ship could appear to be disappearing from the bottom up, but really, that's just how perspective works. And we have many, many, many documented recordings, photographs, and videos of video of seeing objects that should be well beyond what should be the geometric curve of the Earth, where basically you shouldn't be able to see anything because it would physically be hidden by Earth curvature. But we can, we have constantly tried to you know, make those observations that would match what they tell us the size and shape of the earth is, but we're constantly able to see far beyond that. Very like, um, the, one of the, the best examples is Kanegu mountain. It's like the long, long, look up the longest distance, uh, a f- photograph. And it's like over a, a, 250 kilometers or something like that.
3: Wow. Wow! that, yeah, that, that would definitely, you would see the curve in, in that many miles. We're going to go to another caller here, uh, 267 area code. Uh, Where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Hello, 267, where are you calling from tonight? Are you talking to me? Yes, sir, 267 area code.
4: Yes, I'm calling from Philadelphia.
3: All right, good to have you with us. What's your question tonight for Karen B?
4: So, Karen, I'm sure she knows about the nickel fine system that Germany had, during World War II, where they were were able to bomb England 100 miles away using um, microwave microwave waves. And Churchill's prime minister, this is on the Internet, said that it was impossible because of the Earth's curvature. But yet, somehow, Germany was able to pinpoint specific spots in England and bomb them. So I was wondering if Karen can talk about the um Nickelbine system that Germany used on England in World War oh. Two. actually it's actually a proof of flatter.
3: Okay, Thank let's you. let's get a response. Uh, go ahead, Karen.
2: Um <clears throat> I'll be honest, I have not heard of that particular system. But I do know that they did use uh, ground positioning systems like Loran and stuff like that to, to find, to, to position, <laughs> find the, the position of military and stuff through that before there was even satellites up in the sky. So I know that they don't need satellites to do any of that stuff.
3: <laughs> okay. so is- But I
2: haven't heard of that one. But, yes, the microwaves, actually, they do travel laterally. And they have like a Fresnel uh, range where they they you can get um you can get interference in your signal from things that are not even that big. So if they were going that far with their microwave, that's that is definitely a proof of flat Earth because that's something that yeah that has to travel laterally unobstructed.
3: Oh, very good. Thank you for your call, Philadelphia. The number again, if you're listening on one of our audio streams, you're talking about the flat Earth theory tonight. The number is six four six. 716-4041 we'll take a couple more calls 646 716 if you're watching on the video feed the number is in the lower corner of your screen 646-716-4041 uh another email question coming in they want to know about GPS and Google Earth if 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 Google is Google in on this because you can use this Google Earth uh, to be able to see the Earth as a big globe, a ball, um, and also yeah. GPS. They want to know how can GPS work if there's not satellites that are really up in space.
2: Okay, so GPS, that's what I was just talk- referencing when I mentioned Lorian, which is a, the which is That's what they used in World War II right that's what they were using to communicate and position stuff <laughs> i don't know the terms right but it was loran you can look it up and they didn't they did that before they were even able to launch satellites up in the sky so they don't need that it's just it's just tower to tower communication is what it is they just put towers up on big mountains and they send the signals from tower to tower
3: and what about the google earth part of the, her question here she wants to know Uh, You know, you go on to this Google Earth, which I find that fascinating how people can discover things. Uh, It's like all of a sudden someone discovered, you know, an unknown like underground structure that could have been Atlantis. And they do this by using Google Earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Does that prove anything one way or the other? Google Earth.
2: Well, no, because when when you're looking at the Earth in google earth as a ball i mean that's clearly that's that's a program it's a it's a cgi program that is taking the information and wrapping it around a ball that's what they did so it's it's just them using the cartesian coordinate system to take the information and map it that way i mean when you zoom in and you're looking at things close up it's not a ball it's flat right yeah and then you have to zoom way out for it to get that way i mean it's just it's, it's just a it's a model it's a Program And to think that that proves where we live, well, that's that's something that we call reification, right? It's where you're saying that we live. Here's a model, and this is where where we live. You're making that model real without any real proof of it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it could be like the inside of a a video game. And that might be like even the better analogy than what I was trying to explain earlier about this whole idea that we're living in a simulation, it's its like we're we're real, but we're like inside of a game, like like everything is all sort of virtual. But I, I'm probably going to get in trouble with some of my listeners uh, for even suggesting such a thing. But we're going to go next. It looks like to North Carolina is is here in, uh North Carolina. Say hello to Karen B. What's your question tonight?
1: Ooh, hi, Karen B. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm a retired airline pilot, and I just wanted to make an observation or two about this subject matter. Go ahead. Okay, cool. The the globe Earth model is absolutely 100% incompatible with aviation, (laughs) yeah. and that is for so many reasons I can't even begin to explain. (laughs) But uh, it is true. We fly level. And so when people accuse me of believing that the earth is flat, I tell them I don't believe it at all. I know it is because that's what I that's what we do. We fly flat over the earth.
3: Now, did you did you ever say any of this when you were working as a pilot? Or is it sort of like something if you say it, then you're a tinfoil hat guy and you don't get to fly anymore? (laughs)
1: No none of that uh, you never even thought about it we, we, we never think about it uh, it's it's amazing how the human mind works. we don't think about certain things and so we've you know you just never think flat earth and and it, it it's after I retired that uh, a few years ago that this this whole topic came up and and uh, somebody. Asked me about a good friend of mine, asked me about it, and I said, you're absolutely crazy. The Earth is flat. But then I started looking into it and realized, wait a minute, I should be the expert at this because if the Earth is a globe, given the distance, the dimensions, et cetera, et cetera, I'd have to shove the nose of the airplane down at 3,000, 4,000 feet per minute in order to keep up with the curvature at, at Mach 0.85. So you couldn't even fly from Boston to Philadelphia without uh scaring people that's how steep that that the 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 radius uh, the circ you know that i haven't spoken about flat earth in so long i've i've lost most of um, what i knew
3: uh, in yeah terms the, of all the, of the yeah but i mean you make you make, you make so a good forth. point and you know here's a guy who's uh who, who's who's a pilot who who's who's on board with this whole idea uh let's take one more caller this is a 352 which i believe is in the orlando area orlando say hello to karen b we're talking tonight about the flat earth theory
5: hey what's up um my name's austin what's up karen i'm awesome austin on youtube uh Hi. I just want, what's up? I just want to say that, uh, the flat earth isn't the conspiracy. The ball earth is the conspiracy. Flat earth, science proves that earth is, is level and stationary with, you can look up things, uh, experiments, the Sagnik effect, Aries failure, the Michelson Morley experiment. Also, water is level. From the toilet you pee in to the pool you swim in, and that's the same for the ocean, sea level, Earth is 70%, level water, it cannot be a ball. (laughs) So uh, when we observe that every day of our lives, we observe level water every day of our lives, but because of pictures and indoctrination and pseudoscience, we think we're spinning on a ball in a vacuum, which defies physics. Anyways, I got to go back to work. All right. No worries. Thank you so
3: much uh, for calling. (laughs) You you got some great you got some great support. I don't know if any of these are people, you know, from like your channel or anything. But, uh, you know, um, overall, you know, uh, most people uh, like what you have to say. Um, What about celebrities? Wasn't it Shaquille O'Neal? that came out and made a comment uh, like that he was pro flat earth. And then he sort of retracted that later when people started coming after him about that, Uh, how many celebrities, uh, I know, uh, isn't there a one notable, like professional wrestler that, that promotes flat earth. And he's a very intelligent guy. I've heard him on the radio. Um,
2: a wrestler. I don't know. Maybe Chris Jericho. Yeah. Maybe David Weiss. He yeah. was on with Chris Jericho a few times. Yeah, yeah, could be him. I don't him, know yeah. that he promotes it. So, oh, oh, no, I know who you might be thinking of. Eddie Bravo, yeah. the MMA okay, guy. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yes, he's he knows. And Sha- he Shaquille O'Neal.
3: Sure. <laughs> uh, Shaquille O'Neal, any, any other celebrities? Uh, um, yeah, there's some other basketball players,
2: um, Kyrie Irving, uh, was one, and there were some, I don't know, I can't remember them all, but yeah, there's been some, uh, a couple of MMA fighters, some comedians, there's some actors, there's some actors who are actually closet flat earthers that we're not supposed to talk about publicly. <laughs> <laughs> all but right. They, you know, and there's all kinds of people, yeah.
3: Now, uh, my mm-hmm. final question, and then we're going to give you a minute or two to tell people all your websites and social media coordinates and all that stuff, but What would change your mind? Like, like if I, if you gave me one thing I could do, like if I put you personally in a rocket and brought you above the earth, I mean, what, what would it take for you to be convinced that you're wrong, that the earth is not flat?
2: Well, um, measurable curvature, you know, something, some sort of real-life observation that matches what they tell us. Because, you know, everything that most people think is proof that we live on a ball, actually, you know, if you put it into two categories, does it work on flat earth or does it work on the ball or both, most things will fall into um, they work on flat earth, or most things will fall that they work into both, and then some will just be flat earth only. But nothing is really, nothing we observe in real life, you know, matches what they tell us with the globe.
3: But you're open you're saying you're saying though that you're open to somebody coming forward. I'm I'm
2: always looking. Yeah, we all we all get into this because we want prove it wrong right that's how I got into this when I saw that when I came across this information and people saying that the earth is flat I thought it was ridiculous and so I wanted to prove it wrong and so that is what I proceeded to try to do and I was never able to do it I don't know anybody else who's been able to do it Uh, um, and so I I, I'm led to believe therefore that this the earth is not a ball
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Now people want to If people want to people follow you, I know you have a pretty big following on YouTube. Um tell us how they can connect with you. Is there like one central Good website for you. And also David Weiss, if you want to give out any of his information, just take a minute for those that want to uh, follow up and and get more information from you. And by the way, this is tonight is like about three percent of our audience, like the rest of the huge downloads start happening tomorrow afternoon when the show goes out as a podcast. But we're also live, but you'll get most of the big traffic, you know, starting tomorrow.
2: Okay, great. Yeah, well, my YouTube channel is just Karen B, and you, you'll just see a little – has a little bluebird in my logo. It's pretty simple. Um, and then I'm also on Twitch and and um, Library and stuff like that, and I'm also on Facebook. But I do have websites that you can go to for my events if you're interested in um, – coming to an event and learning about Flat Earth or talking to Flat Earthers in real life, its we have a lot of fun and we're always very open and we love to have new people. You can go to flatearthfestivals.com I also have flattoberfest.com But right now I have an event. I'm putting all my events under flatearthfestivals.com, and I have one coming up in March. It's called the Solar Return Celebration. It's March 26th and 27th in Greenville, South Carolina. So you can go to that website and get the information there if you want to come hang out with us. Friday, the day before, we have a meetup in the park that's free. If you don't want to pay to come to the event and you just want to come meet us, so you could do that. And all the information is there for that. Um, and David Weiss, who referred me to you, D-I-T-R-H on YouTube, uh, also has a website, StopLookThink.com. And he also has his app that he does, the, sun, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Um, It's a great app. You can get it on iTunes and Google Download and all that stuff, and it has flat-earth map and links to videos and information and proofs and everything great there.
3: Wow. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, It's been fun, and I'll tell you what, uh, I'm surprised by... How many callers called in? And uh, I'm assuming this is going to get a huge amount of downloads. And you're a fascinating person. Very, very bright. I'll give you that. And uh, you've got more answers than I have questions. So uh, we'll consider it a draw tonight. I'm not convinced yet, but I think I think you make a great you make a great argument. And uh, it's kind of scaring me that uh, you're so convincing. So we appreciate you being here and we'll probably maybe, you know, try to rebook you guys every few months because I think people uh, really like this. So we hope you'll come back again.
2: Yeah, that would be great. And thanks for having me. And all we ever ask people to do is ask questions. Just keep asking questions.
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Very good. God bless. And thanks again, Karen B. You can find her on YouTube and I hope you enjoyed that. I'll tell you what I enjoyed most about it. It's not politics. It's not politics. We're not talking about the election and all of that stuff. And I feel great not talking about that during one segment. Can we just do one segment every few months where we're not going to talk about politics? Maybe that's a, a good cleansing breath for us here on the show and for you watching and listening around the world. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. So long. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody.